0: We turn to our political analyst. It's a Mulcair Monday and Thomas Mulcair is here. Nice to have you, sir.
1: Good to be with you, John.
0: Are you rooting for the Toronto Maple Leafs, or are you a diehard uh, Montreal fan?
1: Oh, I am so rooting for the Maple Leafs. I, I thought, especially that that winning goal the other night, that was just one for the ages. And that, yes, of course, it's it's the team that's closest, and the one that I, that's my backup team. When of course the Canadians don't even make the playoffs, has nope. happened again this year.
0: Oh, okay, well, good to know because they're playing again tonight, and if they win tonight, I think this city's going to go crazy. It's going to be <laughs> a bunch of kids losing their minds and not going to work. Okay, let me get your uh, take on Rogers hiring Navdeep Bains, the former Liberal Industry Minister. I think it's two years since he left office, so as a cabinet minister, he's not in violation. If he was lobbying, he'd have to wait for five.
1: Exactly. Well said. That's exactly right. It's a five-year limit. Uh, I'm coming up on my five years uh, after leaving politics in 2018. So let's start off with the easy part. Navdeep Bains is allowed to go out and earn his living. So it's going to be a question of perception. And who's the victim of a question of perception here? It's not Baines as much as it is Trudeau. Yes, people are asking questions about the former industry minister, which, of course, his ministry included, the telecom sector, the whole thing involving Rogers and Shaw. We know that whole drama. But here's something that's going to be a problem, of course, for Mr. Trudeau, because this notion of a revolving door, you leave, you go into a company in the same sector, and again, Mr. Baines is a fine gentleman who's allowed to earn his living. The question is, what's the average person's perception of this? And their perception is going to be, John, in my view, what the heck is going on here? How is it possible that somebody was that close to this type of file is now just able to hop in and occupy not just any old role, a, a very key role with uh, Rogers. and a, Again, a very respectable company. But this is a perception that's going to stick to Trudeau. This whole feeling that this is an internal circle of friends who move in and move out and can continue to touch on files where they were active in the past.
0: Okay, so Pierre Polyev and Chantal Iberow, I respect a great deal, wrote a column on the weekend about him in the Star. I set it aside because people think I'm too mean Pierre Poilievre, but you've got some thoughts on it, and you're in Quebec.
1: Well, I am in Quebec, and despite the fact that I'm cheering for the Maple Leafs, I was born in Ontario, so there you go. But I, I think that Poiliev is in more trouble in Quebec than the people in the rest of Canada who support the Conservatives might realize. It, it's just not working. One of the reasons he was able to get going in Quebec during the leadership, and he actually outpolled Charette, is the fact that he came out in favor of Bill 21, and that's why. His Quebec lieutenant, who was the only uh, one of the Quebec MPs to support him, said that that's why he was supporting. Bill 21 is a law that openly discriminates against religious minorities generally, and Muslim women in particular. It's, it's a very offensive piece of legislation. And then he said he was he was going to be in favor of that. Then he realized about halfway through his leadership, What a mess he had created for himself, because in the rest of Canada, if he wants to break through where you are in the GTA and talk to cultural and ethnic communities, he's got to be able to show some understanding. So he completely changed his position 180 degrees overnight. That got him nothing in Quebec. And I don't think it really got him too much in the rest of Canada. And it also showed a certain fragility in terms of, well, this is my principled stand on this issue. And he can change that overnight. So Poiliev is in a spot of trouble in Quebec. His numbers are dismal. And Chantal Hébert goes through it really with an expert hand. She just lays the whole thing out there. And she asks the most important question. Is it possible that Poilievre has decided to be a little bit like Harper in the 2011 campaign? Harper Skip had, tried, yeah. Yeah, had tried so hard in 06 and then even harder in 08. He got in so much trouble because he had cut funding and financing for the cultural sector. And as Chantal Ibert points out, this is where Pierre Poitier is getting in so much trouble. He can say until the cows come home, he wants to cut the CBC and not the Radio Canada, the French version of CBC. It's not going through. People are just saying, no, he, this guy's going to hurt us and our ability to create and to have stuff on TV that represents us and by the way radio can has a very good product that they put on there and it's very appreciated so this is the thing with kolyev he's got these these thoughts he thinks he can just bluff his way through on the quebec side and he doesn't understand that his 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 battle against cbc and i've talked to you about this before i mean as a former leader of a party that was not the liberal party i can Test, you know, I can attest that there is an institutional bias at the CBC, in my experience, in favor of the Libs. So I understand a part of the frustration of Poilievre, but he always goes over the top after that. He, he's not content to just have that observation or say, I'd, "I'd like to put this on a more even keel." He says, "I want to destroy the thing." That helps his base; doesn't help anywhere, anywhere else, and especially not in Quebec, John. And I think that Chantal Libert is right. He's really put himself on the wrong side of these issues.
0: The Union representing the federal workers currently on strike say they're going to amp things up today. I guess that's because mostly people are yawning at the strike to date. Um, <laughs> but both the union chief and the treasury board president blame each other. What do you see here?
1: Well, it's interesting because the union chief in questions decided it was time to get very personal in his attacks. Mona Forche has been very, to use the same expression, even Gil, she's just out there saying, look, here's the negotiation. Here's what we've got on the table. We had a meeting with them over the weekend. They canceled it at the last second. Here's what we're still willing to do. And this is why we think our numbers are reasonable. The answer from the union was, Oh, it proves that there are a bunch of incompetence. Oh, that's going to really help your negotiation, you know. So I I don't understand the union strategy in this one. And generally speaking, uh, I come out of the union movement, former head of a party that was very close to organized labor. So I I have a a natural bent, you know, to, to want to be at least very open to what they're asking, but at this stage of the game, when the government's putting nine percent on the table as as an increase, some of this stuff is it goes back because the the agreement, of course, will have to cover in the past couple of years. I think that they'd better read the room, as you correctly say. People are yawning or just saying, "Come on, you know, you've got these incredibly good pension schemes with this defined benefit that nobody can take away from you. You want to work." only from home well they have to have you know an environment where they can actually meet with and talk to and and manage their their employees so you're going to have to put some water on your in your wine on that one overall john i think that the union is losing the room and i think that the liberal government is going to come away looking like better managers than they have in most files recently trudeau has a very weak suit which is his management of the canadian government this gives him a chance to stand up and say no no I'm managing the public purse. You're not going to get everything you want. You can stay on strike for a while. They've got to be careful because there's going to be a hardening of attitudes if if they're not careful. And that means that even if the union comes back, with a suggested agreement, maybe the members will look at the union and say, no, no, actually, we don't even want that. We want you to go and get what you said you were going to get. So they've got to be careful. They're going to be starting the second week as of Wednesday, and it doesn't look like it's moving very quickly.
0: Okay, in short strokes, because not a lot of time left, uh, what are the possibilities that a video of Justin Trudeau debating a young guy about abortion, that that whole thing <laughs> was a up just so Justin Trudeau could make an ad this weekend?
1: <laughs> I think it's quite clear that, well, I think it's quite clear that that was Justin Trudeau talking to a young person who had his own views, you know, on things like a woman's right to choose. I think that there are two reasons for that is one, it really did seem authentic. Two, I think that the liberals would be completely crazy if they tried to set that sort of thing up, they would get caught. And like there's so much weird stuff around that video, including the fact that the young man was holding up his camera to film Trudeau, but he hadn't hit record. I don't know too many young people who don't know how to hit record on their their iPhone. So it was passing strange, the whole thing. But I don't think it was a setup. I I can't see it being possible.
0: Thank you, sir. Wonderful to have you every Monday. To talk to you, John. All the best. Thomas Mocare, former leader of the opposition in Ottawa.